Welcome to Wind Up Weekly. I'm Matthew Gorn. And I'm Katie Canfield. And we're here to share the week's news in wine. This week on Wind Up Weekly, Sonoma Wine Auction raises record $6.1 million. Caltech gifted $750 million to fund climate change research as California and Trump fight over climate change regulations. Portuguese producer Esperau buys winery in Vino Verde. Sicily harvests down 30%, but quality expected to be high. And as ever, our Wine of the Week. In Sonoma, California, producers gathered at Kendall Jackson's La Crema Winery to auction off rare lots and unique experiences to raise money for charitable concerns. In total, a record $6.1 million was raised. The lot which received the highest donations was Fund a Need Paddle Raise, which drew just over $1.6 million, with the aim to build a boys and girls club in Santa Rosa, Sonoma's largest city. Meanwhile, a trip to Francis Ford Coppola's private island in the Caribbean went for $56,000, and the owner of Jackson Family Estates, Barbara Bank, paid $320,000 for a luxury trip to Nashville. So it sounds like Sonoma is really raising the stakes here with the auction, uh, much in the same way it has with wine in general. It's always been overshadowed by its neighbor, Napa Valley, but now it seems that more people are focusing on Sonoma. Yeah, $6.1 million is a lot of money to raise, though it does sound like it's a very corporate event, dominated by Jackson Family Wines and uh, Francis Ford Coppola as well. Well, you need money to make money, Matthew. Indeed. It's just that, would you pay $320,000 for a luxury trip to Nashville? But I guess uh, people are willing to do that, and it raises money for charitable concerns and raises the profile of Sonoma, so all in a good cause. Billionaires Stuart and Linda Resnick have donated $750 million to Caltech to fund research into technological solutions to tackle climate change. They made their fortune from, among other businesses, Fiji Water and Teleflora, companies which have attracted criticism for their wastefulness and environmental damage. The donation is the second largest ever to a US university. Meanwhile, the ongoing fight between the state of California and US President Donald Trump raised its head again this week. California, the most populous state in the United States, has long had issues with air quality, and since 1970 has been able to set its own, more stringent, tailpipe emissions standards. This week, Trump once again threatened to remove the right to set those standards, and also withdrew permission for California to require car makers to offer zero emissions vehicles as enshrined in the 2013 Clean Air Act. California responded, along with 23 other states, by suing the administration, the 60th lawsuit it has filed against the Trump presidency. California has led worldwide action on reducing emissions and introducing electric cars, but Trump's dislike of the state and denial of climate change mean that he is trying to curtail California's power over these issues. So this is part of our ongoing discussion about climate change and its effects on the environment and those who believe it's a real thing and those who don't. We know which side Trump is on. But it's also part of an issue of California being at war with Donald Trump. Very different uh, mindset, not just towards climate change, but other issues. But the question is, um, will this be good or bad for the wine industry in California if they're at loggerheads with Donald Trump? 
Well, I think any sort of well, any sort of discord uh, between the state and federal level level is not going to be good for an industry. I think for wine in particular, with uh, exports, uh, with California wine looking to export more wine, I know that having a bad relationship with Trump certainly isn't going to help that situation. And as you see a lot more wineries going the DTC route and smaller producers popping up in California, exports tend to be more important. Uh, So I think an unfavorable relationship with Trump isn't going to help those producers. No, but at the same time, we live here in California. We know the traffic issues in the Bay Area are just horrendous. And that's replicated in Los Angeles as well. And so we know what um, the effect that cars have on the environment and how difficult it is to mitigate that because Americans just love cars and Trump's probably on that that populist route. Well, no question about that. And I think California is correct in its stance, but uh, we have to be diplomatic here. Uh, But... But at the end of the day, I think that either way, Trump is going to make trouble for trade. So whether or not there's this issue with cars or anything else, I think the wine industry does face some challenges. And in Portugal, Vino Verde producer Quinta do Amial has been bought by Esperau, expanding its range outside its home in Alentejo. For the last 20 years, Amiel has been a pioneer of the Loreo grape variety and owns 30 hectares in the Lima River Valley in the heart of Vino Verde. The owner, Pedro Araujo, will remain to oversee the transition and development of the winery. Esperau also bought Quinta das Mursas in the Douro in 2008, and this purchase will add a small amount to the producer's annual 1,920,000 case production and 50 million euro turnover. Have you tried the Amiel wines, Matthew? I have. When I was in Porto, I tried them, and I tried the Lorero, which was very good. Very um, affordable, approachable, floral and pretty and very drinkable like Vignoved wines uh, should be. Well, I do hope they don't compromise the quality when now that they're owned by a much larger producer. No, but Esperau is very, very good. They do produce quite a bit of wine, but the quality is very consistent. And it's one of my go-to wines. If you're in a restaurant or a wine shop and you see it, you've got a good chance that it's going to be a really good wine. Sicily's harvest is expected to be down by 30%, coming in at 4.3 million hectolitres compared to an average of 5 million in recent years. However, quality is expected to be high. The harvest, which started on the 5th of August, began 10 days later than usual due to a cold, wet spring, and is expected to end late October. Pinot Grigio is down by up to 40%, while Viognier and Merlot fell by 30-35%. to The longer, slower growing season, however, means that the wines are expected to be aromatic and delicate, in contrast to the full-bodied style that Hot Sicily is often known for. Well, it certainly seems that quality in Sicily is increasing uh, and becoming a more significant wine region. I hear more and more people discussing it, especially uh, among the trade. And there's definitely a couple of regions in Sicily that have kind of become the darlings among the trade, such as Etna, for example. And why is that, Matthew? Well, Etna produces a very different style, not just from the rest of Sicily, but really from the rest of Italy, apart from really far in the north where it's a lot cooler. 
and Etna's the volcano, and the planting's very high altitude, up to 1100 meters, and these produce um, just lighter bodied, more pale colored wines, more delicate and more food friendly, and they're very popular um, here in the US, but I think also in the UK, uh, because of their food friendliness, and just their approachability, but also their intensity and concentration. Yeah, so I think with this harvest, if we're going to see some of these varieties express more of their aromatic and delicate side, maybe we'll see a different caliber of wines and see what some of these wines can, are really made of without being masked by that maybe overly jammy uh, characteristics, which sometimes happens when it's just too warm. And now for our wine of the week, which Katie is? Commando He La Bruja de Rosas 2016. So Commando He is a Spanish producer we're really excited about, and we can't get enough of their Garnacha-based wines. They're based in Sierra de Gredos, a mountain range west of Madrid, and a wine region even Spanish wine lovers might not know too much about. But friends Fernando Garcia and Danielle Landi were so convinced of the region's potential that in 2008 they started making wine. From 50 to 80-year-old Garnacha, planted there at an elevation of about 850 meters. What is that in feet? I have no idea. I don't either anymore. Believing that they could reimagine the region in the way Priorat had been revived in the late 1980s and early 90s. And there's no doubt that they were right. This wine is superb. It's uh, got pure, ripe, crunchy fruits, light grainy tannins, and elegance and sophistication belying its 14.5% alcohol. We can tell that Matthew wrote this tasting note. Anyway, it's a blend of their different vineyards. Uh, Their single vineyard wines are another level, again. And get them while they're still affordable because La Bruja de Rosas is just $28. We had this wine. I was tasted blind on it last night, and it was my favorite of the three Grenache-based wines that was part of the tasting, uh, up against Chateauneuf de Pop and Barossa Valley. So there you have it. And the label is a killer. Yeah, their presentation's fantastic. And that's actually what prompted me to buy this wine for the first time a couple of years ago. I just loved the label. And I was like, well, let's just see what this is. And then I was just so impressed by it that I've returned to it Uh, quite regularly and so for listeners of my own podcast Matthew's World of Wine and Drink who received my newsletter you will have noticed that this was also my wine of the month but that was the 2017 vintage this one which we tasted blind was the 2016 vintage so it's great to taste them uh, pretty much in the same week and see the consistency and style and most importantly quality this is top rate Garnacho which will really make you kind of rethink the grape and Spanish expressions of it and the producer is called Commando He, so you can't really beat that. Absolutely not. I was actually talking with the distributor for this wine, and I called it Commando G. He immediately corrected me. Cheers to that. So that's it for Wind Up Weekly this week. I'm Katie Canfield. I'm Matthew Gomb. Join us next Monday for another Wind Up. Cheerio. Cheerio.